Sleepers Podcast, Wednesday, October 18th. We're in a time crunch coming to you live from Page, Arizona. Page, Arizona at 6 a.m. I mean, incredible stuff. Uh, like I said, time crunch. We both have a hard stop. Carter said, quote, I need to go be white. And I said, quote, I have a work meeting. So uh, we're going to try to get this episode done in 50 minutes speed style without losing the personality flair and just the magic touch of Carter being in a hotel room in Page, Arizona. How's the vacation going, big guy? Going great. It's great views. Great. You know, I, I am someone that said the other day, like you could look at Google images and see a lot of things, but you definitely got to see stuff in person. But uh, great nature and imagery and photo opportunity. So be on the lookout for my photo dump coming soon. It's it's going to slap bigly. You're already walking back. The, you can just Google it. You're, now you're a big sightseeing guy after one day of sightseeing. Yeah, yeah, I might be. I really might be. The pics you were sending, uh, you ended up at like a brewery, I think. It looked pretty fire. Oh, yeah. If you're ever in Arizona, they got four different locations. Find your way to Grand Canyon Brewery. Great, great options, great vibes, all that. Approximately how close are you to Caleb Love right now? Like me being Caleb Love? Like you talking about like I paint my nails and come on here? No, like just where where is Caleb Love in proximity to you right now? I mean, you're in Arizona. Probably like, do you mean Caleb Love? Yeah, Caleb Love. You said Caleb Williams. Uh, I think I said Caleb Love. Did you? Okay, sorry. I'm probably <laughs> four or five hours from Caleb Love. Okay, we're going to have to run the tape back because I don't know if I said Caleb Williams or Caleb Love, but now I'm really in my head about it. Let's just get to the show. Uh, three topics today. You want to talk about Michigan basketball. Uh, it seems like you've been initiating a lot of interest in wanting to talk Michigan basketball this year. Uh, and then there's some takeaways from the AP poll still that we kind of talked about, but I want to go deeper on with uh, the last year's Final Four teams and a discrepancy between the AP poll versus all the computers. And then a uh, fun one to end the show, we'll do our three wishes. If a genie could grant us three wishes each for college basketball this season, what would we use those wishes on? I have a feeling I know what yours will be. But first, the Carter Elliott comment of the day. Okay, the comment of the day today, Greg, is not going to have any input from you. It's just a statement that I want to say from me, Okay. This comment comes from Guppy719. The Booker denial is funny. Indiana high school hoops fans have been saying it for a while now. Izzo has been hinting at it. And with the scrimmage showing his position, Booker is not the player his ranking suggests. And it seems like everybody but you guys realize it. I personally watched the link of the scrimmage of Michigan State basketball doing like the inter-squad scrimmage thing. Um, Booker was the sixth man with the starters. I would say on that team. And also the minute Booker got into the game, he banged a three pointer. He caught a lob for a dunk and he actually looked pretty good. I would say in the scrimmage and pretty much was, a, which was a hodgepodge pickup run. Um, And Michigan state's going to be super athletic this year. Just want to let that be known. Like we had AJ Hogard driving down the middle off two feet dunks in this scrimmage, which absolutely rattled me and I'm overreacting and people are overreacting to Booker. The game also started off with Amadi Sissoko dropped alley-oop, missed alley-oop because he couldn't catch the ball. So Michigan State basketball is back. Booker will not do that. Stop with the Booker hate. We can move on to the Discord comments because I don't want to hear what you have to say about this, Gregory. I just want to state my point. Why am I not allowed to comment on it? Because I don't know. I feel like everything I just said, it hit really well in my head. And if you say something, it might downplay what I just said. All right, I'll respect that wish then. It's really hard for me to not comment on it, but I'll, I'll respect that wish. Let's go to the Discord. Uh, starting us off today, Fam says, tough but fair starting the show off with no breakfast given the 1,000% markups and prioritizing celebrating others over a bit. However, the Discord is requesting one, just one, Vegas steak review to balance things out. You're already out of Vegas and you didn't get a steak review done. Yeah, and now there won't there won't be one. Also, was going to do breakfast today at at a stayed stayed at a Marriott last night before we make our way to our uh, our Airbnb or whatnot. Uh, and it's all you can eat breakfast. I was like, hell yeah, I'm about to get one of the waffles that you get at the hotels and just bring it to bring it to the episode. 
the breakfast is all you get is $20 plus tax. I'm just Stop. like, what is poor? Stop with the poor. What is this with $20 that we're worried about? It's 20. You're on vacation. It's $20. It's, 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 it's not, it's not, it's not the poor. It's the principal, Gregory. It's the principal. It's $20 and you're on vacation. This is something I would expect out of unnamed podcasts. Okay. I, I, I can name them in my head. I am naming them in my head. I think, you know, the ones we're talking about. This is not what I expect from a sleepers media co-host on vacation with his wife. Oh, I can't get the waffle because it's a $20 buffet. Crazy. Sorry. That's just crazy. I'll be better. This is from Coy. He says at Carter, but not adding because he's on vacation. How can Damask being like an all big 10 player be bad? If he's able to handle the ball and let TSJ play off the ball, this team can be dangerous. I get you might prefer a lead ball handler to be elite, but having a guy you expected to be a role player produced at an all-conference level. That can't ever be bad. Whoa, 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 whoa. All-conference? <laughs> no, nobody said well, that. Well, I, 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 I think that's in reference to, didn't we refer to Damask as Matt Meyer with better habits? I guess, but I... I, I Matt, was, Matt Meyer was all Big Ten. I was not under the presumption that even with this hype that he was approaching anywhere near all-conference levels. but. Maybe I should get my uh, I, I'm just, I mean that's that's what I that's what that was not what I was trying to wrap my head around at all. I was just saying that if the hype is around Damas being this best player on the team, it's just not a good thing. It it isn't. I want point guard hype. I want Terrence Shannon hype. I want way more hype than that. I don't want Damask hype. I'm sorry. Matthew Meyer was all Big Ten last year. Yeah, I believe he was third team because I think I was upset that he got it over Joey Hauser. He was third team. I'm looking it up now with Kobe Jett and Jalen Hood Shafino. Matthew Meyer, really? I'm sorry. I just, I and like I, Jet wasn't good either, but man, I I am really surprised by that. Looking back on it, um, yeah, it, it's good if Damask is good. It's good if any player on Illinois is good because they need more good players. That's the thing with Illinois. That, but, uh, that all Big Ten third team last year is a, like a really nasty team too. I'm just saying, like I'm not saying I'm not sure if they're winning basketball games, but I would love for that to be my team. I'm oh, just throwing I'm, that out there. I'm saying directly, they're not winning basketball games. Chet Howard and Matthew Meyer on a team together, they are not winning basketball games. Uh, Vibes. Moving on, Travis Nelson says he's never heard more pain in someone's voice than Carter saying, "I know." After I said that you picked MSU over Purdue last week, the Carter Purdue soap opera continues. When do I have to put in my final prediction? Do I still do I still have time? I think uh, the day of the first game is when you officially have to put in a prediction. Okay, I'll be ready. Meet me there. Don't beat me there. <laughs> right? Are you going to talk about Purdue today or no? No, absolutely not. <laughs> right. Uh, Boom Fizzle has a comment in response to yesterday's question from Derek about are we giving Woodson too much love? Boom Fizzle says I think the the Indiana stuff even before NIL has been true, they've gotten some really highly touted recruits under the last few coaches, certainly higher than most of Purdue's despite the more recent success. I think it's the development or lack thereof that has probably stood out at Indiana. Do you agree that uh, there's been a lack of development for some of the big chips that Indiana's gotten? Uh, I, I guess I could say that, but I don't know. Even though Trace Jackson was a pretty highly rated recruit, I thought he improved in his time in Indiana. Um, but I guess you could say that it all comes down to like roster fit and construction, I think, with Woodson. So we'll see what he does with this talent, this influx of talent he seems to be getting, not only this season, but in the upcoming years. I think most of the players that would have developed left before they could be developed, though. Like, are, are we were shitting on Indiana's development because they had a bunch of one and two and duns under Tom Crean in the late years? Like, that's uh, and maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe I'm not naming specifics. And I know like a guy like Williams never really became what you hoped Williams could have been for them. But like Jackson Davis development massive like did any player in the country develop more than jackson davis last year <laughs> i don't think so like even hood shafino he was a one and done but who hood shafino was in november to who hood shafino was in march that's development <laughs> so i would just slow slow yeah. the Indiana development thing back like they they had a lot of issues under tom crean it doesn't appear to me they have those issues under mike woodson right now 
is what it is. Yeah, I, you made a good point before you move on to the next comment that I want to be known. Development can happen in one year. Development can happen with freshmen. Sometimes people don't give coaches credit for that. Yeah. Just want to throw that out there. Well, I was in a, a little argument yesterday, not in the comments, but with Ryan Lyon talking about he has he had Jet and Kobe. Is, oh, those guys were always pros. Like, Kobe Bufkin was not always a pro. <laughs> I'm sorry. He was like a, a highly touted recruit. But, like, if you watch Kobe Bufkin for the first year and two months of his career, he wasn't even, like, an all-Big Ten third-team guy. And then for the final month of the regular season, he was like 20 and five every single night. Like that is in season development. It happens with individual guys. And then some guys don't Jed didn't develop at all. Like Jed, Jed did not change from the player he was in November to the player he was in March. But uh, when it does happen, you got to give coaching staffs credit that it does happen with certain guys. Jay Meisner says big men seem to be taking a bit longer than guards and forwards to adapt to the college game. Are you guys putting a little too much pressure on Xavier Booker? I get to respond to this one and you don't get to since you already did your Xavier Booker thing. I'm not putting any pressure on Xavier Booker because what I'm asking from Xavier Booker is to just catch and dunk better than Mati Sissoko Brickhands can. That's it. If he does nothing else this season, that's what I'm expecting from Xavier Booker. All I've said is he can 100% do that. He's the best lob catching big on this team. Jackson Kohler's in a boot and can barely touch the rim as is. Carson Cooper is all concept. I might call him concept Cooper. Mati Sissoko is not a basketball player. He's just a big human. That's it. Xavier Booker is a hooper. He can catch. He can dunk. He can move super fluidly for his size. That's not pressure to be better than Mati Sissoko at catching and dunking lobs from a great passing point guard. That's all it is. Great question, Jay Meister. No comments from Carter. Ryan Lyons says... Uh, his opinion from Jay Meisner may be controversial, but he doesn't think Booker needs to be elite for MSU to be a national title caliber team. I think it would help, obviously, but the consistency of Hogard and the faster paced offense is going to be much more important. You know what will lead to a faster paced offense? If Xavier Booker's good. This is accurate. Keith Johnson starts uh, some love for the good thing, bad thing segment yesterday. He says this absolutely needs to be a reoccurring segment. I absolutely love it. And then a lot of people piggybacked off that and said that was a great segment. Some people uh, threw some ideas at us in a different channel that we need to bring that back throughout the season. Do you agree? Did you like that segment? That was kind of like ad hoc last minute, but yeah. I had fun with it. I did like that. I did like that uh, that segment, and I think it'll actually work really well during the season too. Like when we had the first week of games and we're like, oh, uh, Maryland's best player looks like it might be Dante Scott. Is that good or bad? Like, I, I feel like it'll work a lot, a lot better during the season. Yeah, I like that, too. Um, yeah. And I feel like it could apply to things in our personal life, too. Like you won't spend twenty dollars on continental breakfast. Is that good or bad for the rest of your vacation? Yeah, like you're you're spent you spent two hours yesterday arguing about jj mccarthy as a quarterback is that good or bad for the brand yeah it's a great question uh it's bad by the way that's the answer by bins says how the hell did terrence shannon jr and grant nelson not make the athletes list from guy fantastic question uh guy on the hot seat that might be my answer right now and also us on the hot seat for not correcting and putting grant nelson on the list yeah, there's also some other omissions that someone put on YouTube, uh, the likes of like Eric Gaines, uh, some other players on there. So a guy, constructive criticism coming from coming from the streets. You're not a, you can't just shoot 100 percent from the field on all lists. Not everyone's like that. Uh, I look forward to his Thursday list. He'll, he'll bounce back. Ooh, I like that. That was like the press conference answer. Like, yeah, you got me today. All right. Yeah, tough one. Shots didn't go in, but. Looking forward Thursday. <laughs> That's good. I really like that. Uh, Jay Meisner says Zoom Diallo visits Arizona on Friday to watch their first exhibition game. If he signs with the Cats, it will be enough to bump their 24 recruiting class up to number one in the country, according to an Arizona podcaster who works for 24-7. For a little background, he would be joining a class already ranked fifth that consists of Carter Bryant, Jamari Phillips, and Emmanuel Steven. I know it's not necessarily your neck of the woods, but I was wondering if you – 
or anyone here has heard any rumors about him. I heard he was looking at Washington or USC, but the fact that he's coming to see a game feels like it might give Arizona an edge. Have you heard anything about Zoom Diallo? You're pretty plugged in in recruiting circles, Card. Yeah, so when the last time or when I first got introduced to Zoom Diallo, it was actually he was looking really hard at Gonzaga. So I didn't know that it shifted all this way to Arizona, possibly being the one that gets him. So one, optically great that Tommy Lloyd is taking a recruit. Technically, in my eyes, it'd be from Gonzaga because I think Gonzaga had a pretty good lead for him. And um, I think he's a really good player. But I will say this. Carter Bryant is the goods, like the actual goods, like second coming of Paul George goods. He's insane. And he's going to be insane at, at the college level. Has there been any player anywhere more often used in like the second coming of blank comparisons than Paul George. I feel like I've heard a thousand. He's the second coming of Paul George's. Cause I think that people want to say that he's the second, like they want to say like second coming of like Jason Tatum or something like that, but they don't want to commit to being like Jason Tatum. Hmm. Okay. Even though Paul George might be better than Jason Tatum. Wow. That's a take. Um, yeah, Tristan chimed in and said everything he's heard about Diallo is that it's Gonzaga versus Washington in a local battle. That echoes what I've heard. Um, maybe Tristan and I have heard that from similar people. I don't know, but I wouldn't be shocked. Like if Arizona flipped that, I would not be surprised, but I think they have work to do. Is my read on it. Oh, over over under 20 fan site boards that Tristan looks at a day. Over. Tristan's just plugged in. People talk about that like there's a negative connotation with Tristan being on the boards. Oh, there's not. I love it. Oh, it's, there's not. That's such it's an special. asset to Tristan and everything. It's incredible. Uh, Coy chimes in. He tags us. He says, why is Sean Paul the way that he is? And then he screenshotted a Sean Paul tweet that says, I know Austin P is pretty low on the ASUN preseason standings, but I'm buying stock in the Govs. He went on to talk about DeMarcus Sharp, Jamonte Black, and Desi Jones, who complete the, quote, dynamic backcourt. Coy says we are three weeks away from the real season. He's talking about the 243rd ranked team in the country. That's our boy, Sean Paul. He is technically part that's of his, the sleepers tree. That's it. That's, that's his brand. You know, on Ken Palm, how you can sort teams and you go you know, like, you know, highest to low. He literally goes lowest to highest and then works his way down the list. Like he's in the, he's in the three twenties of Ken Palm grinding. Love Sean Paul. That's what he is. He, he was an original sleepers uh, tree guy. But back in the in the Spotify green room days, Sean Paul was part of the I wouldn't say part of our roster, but we had him identified. The scouts were on him early and uh, nobody nobody better at doing what Sean Paul does than Sean Paul. So shout out Sean Paul. Matt F says he caught up on the two episodes last night. He says salad without dressing is serial killer behavior. You don't like wet moist food. Do you eat pasta noodles with no sauce? Dry cereal. No, I uh, I eat pasta noodles with sauce, and I eat wet cereal. Some foods are meant to be wet. Some foods are not meant to be wet. That is my current stance. I understand I'm in the minority on that. Do you have any comment, Cart? Uh, no, I just want to once again reiterate that you eat salad like a rabbit. <laughs> how do you know how rabbits eat salad? Because that's what that's how they eat it. They don't they don't they just do straight lettuce and veggies. How do you know that? Are you I had a rabbit? In, you're dialed in in rabbit circles. Did you not have a class rabbit when you were in like elementary school? Oh, so you're claiming your class rabbit as I had a rabbit? <laughs> well, because everyone got to take the rabbit home for like a month. There's a whole longer dialogue to be. Had is is this, is this not a is this not a like a a, that, a universal thing? Like everyone in like qualified. fifth grade has a everyone in the fifth grade has like a class rabbit that you take home for like a month. Everyone in the class gets a turn. That's first of all not universal. Second of all, you do not get to claim that as I had a rabbit. <laughs> like you you loaned a rabbit. You didn't have a rabbit. Okay, well when I loaned my rabbit out, it it ate lettuce. That's it. No dressing. Okay, you could have put dressing on it. Probably would have loved it, right? Would would have killed That's the rabbit. You. Why did Why didn't you put dressing on the salad for the rabbit? If If dressing is supposed to be on salad, and you're serving a salad to your rabbit, why is there no dressing on your salad that you are serving? Because dressing is for human beings, mm. not rabbits. <laughs> ah, okay. I'll have to think about that one, uh, Melba. 
uh, asked me to put a green eggs and ham type diatribe around my uh, beliefs that some foods should not be wet. Let's just say in the Discord, I did write a green eggs and ham style poem uh, about why foods should not be wet. It got seven fire emojis. So that's what you're missing out if you're not in the Discord. Uh, you're missing out on Dr. Seuss-style poems about why I'm a picky eater. Um, I'm just scrolling through. I think the rest of this is just making fun of me. But uh, Boom Fizzle jumps in and says, thank you for calling out FAU as being the top 10 team most likely to drop out of the rankings. I get some of the hype, but how often have we seen a mid-major carry over that kind of success from one season to the next? We're going to talk more about Florida Atlantic later in the show uh, a little more in depth. I think this is everything. Oh, Travis Nelson has one good one that we can end on with this. He says, from the expectations this season for Big Ten teams, what teams could you guys see finishing way up or way down from where the consensus has them in the conference? Hmm. I think I'll go way down team. Hmm. Uh, I think way down I'll go Wisconsin. I think I'll go Wisconsin way down. I'm just selling Greg Gard and Chucky Hepburn bigly with that team. Higher, I'll actually give a little bit of a shout to Indiana. I don't think people are talking about Indiana's ceiling as much. I think they're a floor team, but there's there's a ceiling for this Indiana basketball team. What's their ceiling? Like I think they could inch their way up to like that five range, four range, like in a in a perfect world, in a perfect world where everything clicks. Okay. Like Khalil wears an NBA guy, uh, like bonafide NBA guy, like even in the discussion for Big Ten Player of the Year, like just talent wise, like there's there's a world. Stop it, man. Khalil Ware is in the discussion for Big Ten Player of the Year in a Big Ten where Zach Eady exists. Khalil Ware? In a perfect world. I mean, if he's oh, a top five God. pick like Gavoni and them say. I mean, this is you're just you're back in the tin right now. That's what you're doing. You're in the race Thompson team. Like it just hey 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 it's insane levels of Hoosierisms happening right now. There is no world that Kalel Ware battles Zach Eady for national. Trace Jackson Davis didn't even do that, and he was incredible last year. There was never a second that Trace was maybe big. All I'm all I'm all I'm what I really want just wanted to get out of that is that yes, I think Indiana's. I think I'm picking Indiana's floor. They do have a ceiling that no one talks about. Ah, okay. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, I think Indiana will have a horrible season. That's my answer to okay. this question. I think I, I think Indiana bottoms out and misses the tournament, as everybody knows. Uh team that improves or surprises people. I guess I'll I'll throw some love back to my boy Boo. I don't feel anyone's taking Northwestern seriously this year because they lost Adij. And uh let's not forget, like this team did finish fourth last year. And uh, while they did lose Adish, couldn't we kind of flip this and say all they lost is Adish? Everybody else. I mean, Kent. Yeah, they got Ty Berry back, right? They got Barnheiser back. Uh, you know, Marinelli. Like they got guys back. Everybody else is back. The Clarkson Center is back. Most importantly, Boo is back. And like we, Adish's whole career was like he's a liability until oh shit, no, he's actually good for two months. Like. What if he was still a liability and they were still good with him last year? Could happen. I mean, don't, don't sleep on Boo. One of the best away players in the country, but I feel you. Don't sleep on Boo. Uh, I said that would be the last comment, but two very quick ones that we don't need to respond to much. Malik's just showing me a lot of love. He says, Carter, did you notice Booker wasn't on the team with the freshman and sophomores, but he was on the starters team as the sixth man? You did notice that. Shout out to you for noticing that. Uh, he says, good or bad on your attention to details. Once again, Greg was on Hall of Fame level. Shout out Malik, man. Malik showed me a lot of love this week and a lot of hate to cart. I like that energy. And the final comment comes from Booby, who once again is just putting out fantastic list form content. He had his best freshman uh, that looks fantastic on the list in the Discord. But his player of the day is Boston College guard Claudell Harris. Haven't seen a dude average 17 and come to a power six school where he's going to be a number one option and not be talked about like this. Nobody's talking about Claudell Harris cart. I just don't think anyone really wants to talk about Boston College basketball like that. Booby, I love you. Like, like I love my, I wouldn't say seven iron, like I love my three wood. But I just don't think anybody really wants to talk about Boston College like that. And also, last thing on Malik, Malik looks like he giggles to himself when he drops a piece of food and says 10-second rule. That's the last thing I want to say. 
Was that a was that a diss? By the way, do you love your seven iron more than you love Booby? No, I was saying I love them like I love my three wood because I like my three wood more than my seven iron. Oh, I I thought you loved your seven iron more than your three wood, and you like stopped. No, 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 no. Okay, got it. All no, right, three wood great, more. Great day comments section. Uh, join the Discord so that you can get your comments read every single day. And shout out to Koi; he's been really cleaning up the Discord again. There's a lot of uh, new channels, more pointed organization here. We got some new features rolling out this week. So join the Discord, nine ninety nine a month. Uh, you get access to Cart and I at all times, even when Carter's in Page, Arizona. How are vibes after that, by the way? I feel like that was a little uh, little contentious at points. Are, are you feeling okay as we head into the segment portion of the show? Yeah, I'm blessed. I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, then let's start with the topic that you wanted to do today. I told you you can tee this one up because uh, it's your topic. It's your team. Yeah, uh, as the resident Michigan State basketball fan that needs to talk about other teams in the Big Ten, there's a team I feel like we haven't talked about enough, and that's the Michigan basketball team. Mm-hmm. Um, now, saw this comment or this thought came because one, we haven't talked about them, but two, I was also looking at a chart yesterday, and I'm I'm sorry that I can't give someone the proper credit for it. Uh, I can't believe who I think it might have been Coy who posted it in the Discord, but it was a conference ranking of like strength of schedule uh, for teams uh, in each conference. And I believe that Michigan just edged out as like the second hardest schedule, I believe in the big 10 that might be wrong. And I might get, you know, cooked for that. But what I wanted to say is that I'm looking at Michigan's schedule because it had me bringing it up and it had me thinking about it. Should it not be the expectation that this Michigan team makes the tournament? And are there those expectations this year? And I'm just not seeing it. Or because I haven't like firmly heard you say like this Michigan basketball team is a tournament team. So I kind of just want to get your thoughts on that. I don't know if they are a tournament team. Uh, I'm not going to put that weight on them and say they should be. Um, I I don't know. I, I got to see it before I know. I think like a week into the season, I can give you an answer on that. But there's too many unknowns. Like, and at the at the same time I say that, I want to say this as a fan of Michigan basketball, the expectation every year is make the tournament. Like I'm I am not pretending Michigan is some poverty program where it's okay to miss the tournament. That is not the case. Last year was a disastrous result. And if they miss the tournament again this season, it's time to have serious conversations about Juwan Howard. In fact, I would go so far as to say if they miss the tournament then this year. It's probably time to part ways with Juwan Howard. That's the type of pressure that's on him this year. And he's not even there right now, which makes it incredibly difficult. Like he's he's straight up not there. The man had a heart aneurysm. So it, it like we're down bad. The 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 odds are against Michigan basketball this year. That's a fact. That's why you won't hear me come on here and look the camera in the eyes and do what Indiana fans are doing, which is like we're way better than we are supposed to be on paper. Like everybody else is so down. Like I'm not. You don't hear me coming out here being like, Michigan's a tournament team. Why is no one talking about this? There's real concerns. Like, we we don't know how good Doug is. That's where it all starts for this team. Everything comes back to how good is Doug McDaniel. I'm a huge Doug guy. You know that. Uh, I think he is going to be really, really good this year. That's my honest belief. There's definitely a world where he's not. Uh, outside of that, like, Kamwa was a fantastic ad. You know what you're getting from Kamwa. I think you know what you're getting from Terrace Reed as well. Like, I know he's a quote-unquote breakout guy, and he's never played a big role, but I think you know you're going to have a very good defensive center, anchor type, and I think you're going to have a very limited offensive center. Like, I, I don't think he has anything other than catch and finish. Um, and we have to see. Maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong on that, but – Like, this team is going to be good defensively. They have all the makings of a great defensive team. This team is going to struggle to score unless Doug McDaniel is really, really good individually. And that could happen, might not. Uh, But either way, I mean, the Big Ten is wide open enough that you could certainly see a path to them, like, even sneaking up into, like, 5-6 range or maybe even higher, to be honest. Like, outside of the top two, this, this conference is wide open. But no, objectively, I'm not looking at this roster that's going to start Trey Jackson and need 30 minutes from him. And uh, I'm not framing it as this team's a tournament team because I don't think they have the talent of that on paper if Trey Jackson is their fifth best player. See, so I get that. But here's where I'm coming from with my Michigan belief, and I guess love, 
is that at least in my memory in recent years, and you know how my memory operates, this could be completely wrong, but this is exactly the point I'm going to make. I think that Michigan basketball are really good defensive teams when they actually have people who are good defenders. And I think that last year, obviously, I don't think it was, I think it was impossible to be a good defensive team with the makeup of the team, just because you had guys like Jet on the floor. And honestly, it seemed like Hunter kind of checked out defensively a lot last year. You're not going to have that this year. You're going to have guys at all times. All five guys on the floor are going to be locked in defensively. So it might not be pretty basketball for Michigan, but I think they will win. Um, and I don't know. I guess I, I hear what you're saying with how you don't want to be like an Indiana fan and come on here and lie. But I feel like I've seen like some Michigan fans just completely blow over this basketball season when I think there's actually something there and there's something, I don't know, quote unquote, to play for. Like, I think there's enough on this team. Well, there's there's a lot to play for. I'll say that. Um, and I I guess I'll give you some credit. Like, I, I appreciate you coming on here. I can't tell if it's a bit or not, but I appreciate you coming on here and acting like there's some substance for Michigan this year. I think I'm saying I'm saying I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass. Okay, I appreciate that. I've just never experienced this from you before. Like even when the teams actually had a bunch of talent, you've always really downplayed it. I think Uh, sometimes been accurate and like like you've given respect where respect is due. I don't mean to say you're a hater, but like I just I'm not I wasn't expecting you to come carry the torch for this team of all teams. Right. Um, I think the the larger Michigan fan base is it's very hard for them to care about this with how good Michigan football is. And that's my number one pet peeve with the Michigan fan base is like, I I don't feel they've ever cared enough about basketball. And at the end of the beeline era, like it probably reached its peak interest as far as Michigan fans go right now, when you have a football team that's beaten Ohio state twice, made the college football playoff twice, looks like the best team in the country. And Juwan Howard's not even there. It's yeah. It's kind of hard to get, around a team with Doug McDaniel who nobody even really paid attention to. So I, uh, I think there's a lot to play for though. Like to your point of like, I think they have stuff to play for. It's way more than just a tournament bid. Like the kids on this roster love Juwan Howard, dude. Like you've seen it from a magnetic personality standpoint, like at media day, like guys that are Juwan Howard guys love Juwan Howard. That's, that's a thing Mm -hmm. with everyone that's really played for him. And I, I, like they're playing for his career <laughs> at the same time. Like he's not even there. Like, do you know how much pressure would be on me? If I'm a player in that spot who has to like play 30 minutes on a pretty bad on paper basketball team. And I know if I fail this season, my coach who just had damn near a heart attack is going to lose his job. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's what they're playing for. That's the stakes this year. And um, I, like, Look, I I think it could happen because I think this team is going to be tougher than the last two Michigan basketball teams. They're older. They're one of the oldest teams in the conference, one of the oldest teams in the country. Um, Last year, like for as talented as they were, a lot of the mistakes for everyone involved in the team was that you had freshman Doug, freshman Jet, Kobe in his first year on the court. Like those guys were just young. They were really young and they hadn't been through the grind of a basketball season before. And they're not going to make youthful mistakes this year. They might make like basketball mistakes, but like, like Doug now has pretty much a full season of starting under his belt that most sophomore incoming starters don't have. Um, but Tom was 23. Trey Jackson's 23. Namari Burnett's played for three different programs and every team he's been on has been really good and elite defensively. Like they they added dudes who at minimum have played a bunch of basketball and played on winning teams for the most part. So um, look, they, they need a scoring punch badly. And again, I believe Doug can be that. Like I'm very high that Doug this year could score a ton of points. He could be like a 15, a game guy or more. Um, but that's the question mark. Like they're going to be good defensively. They're going to be tough. They're going to grind out games. It's just like, it. does that mean that they're Rutgers from last year without Cam Spencer? Or does that mean something higher than that? Right. Cause that's sort of, that's kind of like yeah. the expectation is they're just Rutgers from last year. That's not Rutgers missed the tournament, you know, like that's <laughs> tough. Yeah, true. I agree. 
Yep, I, I agree. Last three things I'll say on Michigan. These are just three points before we move on to the next topic. Something about a 5'11 scoring punch with the first name to Sear is just fun in general. Michigan fans should get behind that. Two, we're going to know pretty soon about this Michigan basketball team because starting November 22nd, you're going to have like Memphis, Arkansas, uh, I think winner of like the Battle for Atlantis game. So that's probably going to be a good team. Oregon on the road at Oregon. And then you come back and start with an Indiana uh, at home. So like there's going to be a stretch there starting November 22nd to December 5th, where I feel like we'll know a lot about this Michigan basketball team. Yeah, so hundred percent. Wait, did I did I say my third point? Oh, sorry, I forgot my third point. It's always scary to play a team that, despite where they are talent wise, plays for their coach. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's always it's always scary to play that. Team. It's very scary to play that team. So and that's happening known. for sure. I so I'll, I want to rattle off quick rumblings because Michigan did hold like an open practice to the media, and uh, the words I would use are there were rumblings, not necessarily takeaways, but rumblings. How 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 empty how empty was Chrysler at this event? Well, I wasn't there, but rumblings that there were there were multiple media sources that I have spoken to that claim they were in the building. And these are the rumblings that I heard. Uh, Again, this is a horrible sign back to good or bad. But Terrence Williams has a new shot. That's that's the starting point of what was seen at Michigan basketball. Uh, I did see video of it. His shot is like his form is just completely different. And it actually does look really good. Like they were running like shell stuff and he was hitting like catch and shoot quick release with a hand in his face, like repeatedly in shell action. Mm. I've never seen that before. I've only seen him attempt wide open threes. He was like catch and shooting with a hand in his face and hitting. And it looked pretty good. Still skeptical. Don't think that's a good thing for the team, but it's happening. Uh, Trey Jackson looks smooth. Um, it like, I assume that the fact that people are talking about Terrence Williams and not Trey Jackson as like a good shooter means something really bad about Trey Jackson. I test did not back that up from what I saw. Trey's shot looked really pure. He had a couple just like catch and finish dunks in transition. Um, I think he'll be all right. I, th- I would much rather have him in a backup role, but he looks all right. Terrace Reed has nothing offensively, nothing, but he looks elite defensively. Like. He just a black hole at the rim, uh, moves his feet on the perimeter. Like nobody scored on him in any of the footage that I saw at all. Offensively, he didn't even have a post move. Like <laughs> there's nothing there. Kamwa right. um, struggled a little bit from like a, an alpha scoring guy. And I think that should be the expectation. I think people need to dial back if there's like, oh, he's the fifth best player in the Big Ten maybe with Kamwa. Not sure I see that. I think this Michigan team will be much better if Doug is the first option and Kamwa is the second option type. And then last thing, Jalen Llewellyn was participating in drills. He wasn't participating in five-on-five, but I think there's hope that he will be ready for the start of the season. Namari Burnett did not play in this. I was told it was something minor, but he was not on the court. So he is kind of the one question mark that we haven't seen still. So there's your Michigan rumblings heading into the season. I need that. I love Michigan rumblings. Does that make you feel stronger or weaker in your belief that Michigan's a tournament team after hearing those five rumblings? So a little, little good or bad, little spinoff here. Yeah, uh, just a quick uh, one. Good, good, good. Yeah, makes okay. me feel. It makes me feel good about it. Yeah. Okay, it makes me feel worse because Doug McDaniel wasn't mentioned, and I. Uh, there wasn't much that I saw from Doug, so let's just move on. Uh, probably got lo- probably got lost in the shuffle, little guy. These are going to be very quick topics because we're running out of time. Like I said, Trilly uh, had a tweet yesterday where he called out the difference in the AP poll versus all of the computers. Now that all the computers have their models out, Miyakawa, Haslam, Ken Palm, Torvik, uh, all the final four teams from last year are just way higher in the AP poll. There's like a human bias to rewarding these tournament runs. Florida Atlantic 10th in the poll. Anywhere from 21st to 42nd in the other four. Miami 13th in the AP poll. All of the computers had them between 45 and 48, 30 spots lower. San Diego State 17th in the AP poll. Computers had them from 23 to 38. UConn is the one that was uh, accurately rated and actually a little lower. The AP poll has them 6th. Computers had them as high as 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. So what do you make of this? I know we're not a math podcast. That's a bit we do, but um, like 
we were at the final four last year. We were complaining that these were not top 30 teams in the sport. The computers are reflecting that they're not top 30 teams in the sport. The AP poll is acting like these are four top 10 teams. I, I had an epiphany yesterday, Gregory, after all my comments and after all my math podcast things. Uh, I think I might be an analytics guy. I think I might be. I, I, th- I think I might be. Do, do I need to remind you that Michigan State is 14th? It's it's okay. I think I can't let that buy me from the fact that I think I'm still an analytics guy because like this makes sense to me. What we did last year at the Final Four is said these aren't the best four teams in the country. They just made a tournament run. These are not the best four teams in the country, and you know the analytics truly reflect this. Now, the one point I will push back on is I don't know how Miami necessarily goes back that much. I guess it's just got to be you're just taking uh Isaiah Wong and Jordan Miller off the team and those those guys probably boosted analytics um you know rankings and numbers more than I know uh but that Miami's gonna be good again this year UConn I've talked about it with a couple other people I think that the fact that you said it yesterday UConn didn't get more first place votes is crazy to me that team's gonna be really really good Tristan Newton back Cam Spencer clinging uh Stefan Castle's a lottery pick probably top five honestly I think so it's <laughs> I think I might approach this year, and the reason I wanted to bring this topic, I think I might approach this year as an analytics, as an analytics, uh, as an analytics person. And I will say this: Yes, I'm happy that Michigan State is number four. I see why, if you carry the two, that they might be the 14th team in the country because you know you you added up a couple of numbers, you looked at some things. I could see that, but I, I don't know. I think I might be an analytics guy this year. So, Ken Palm, this is my olive branch to you. I want to reach back out. I want to rekindle what we had. Uh, I hope you have a good year. Crawling back to your ex, man. Crazy. Uh, Yeah, cartolytics, that's something I'm really interested in expanding a little bit here. If anybody in the Discord would be willing to help us put together, like, a little little sleepers metric site, even if it's just, like, we have to put stuff in a spreadsheet and someone can help us present this in web form – I'm very interested in doing this and having our own, like, go to the sleepers rankings and there's, like, dog in them as a column. (laughs) Like, (laughs) just, like, a bunch of shit that we're kind of poking fun at analytics, but now we're saying we're analytics guys. I would really love to do that. Seriously, someone help us do that. Um, Yeah, look, bottom line is this, man. These four teams are good teams at basketball. UConn is very great. What do I have to say? Of course, they were great last year. They're great on paper this year. Klingon's going to be great. The freshmen are great. The other three, we don't know. We just don't know. Florida Atlantic is probably going to win a bunch of regular season games. I think I would probably pick them out of the bunch and be like, they belong in the 15 range. I don't have an issue with them at 10. I wouldn't have an issue with them at 25. I wouldn't. Anywhere in there is fine with me. Miami and SDSU are not that good. And I, I know I've said Miami can win the ACC. I like them. I think the computers are too low on them. Probably because there's an element of like they added Matthew Cleveland and Matthew Cleveland's been on horrible teams. So I don't know how that data is like pulled in, but my guess would be replacing Isaiah Wong with Matthew Cleveland in reality will not hurt as bad as the computers are hurting them for that. Um, And even I've mentioned like Kaishan George, I think he can be very, very good immediately. And where are the computers pulling any data on Kaishan George? Is he a zero in in the model? Because I don't think he's going to be a zero based on what we've seen. So uh, it's somewhere in the middle, like, is Miami 48th in the country? No. Are they 13th in the country? Absolutely not. Um, but just don't get upset about it. Like, I think this does speak to the value of analytics over the polls. I said, like, I don't care about the AP poll. And I pretty much stand by that because there is a human bias to it for sure of every writer that was like, oh, I was just at the final four. I just watched San Diego State play in the title game. Like, Yeah, I was screaming it at the time. We were watching the 28th best team in the country play for a national championship. It sucked. I don't ever want to do that again. It was horrible. So, um, yeah, that's my take. Shout out to Trilly and Miyakawa for calling it out. Like, that's the discrepancy. And uh, hopefully this is the last time this happens in the preseason again because it means the good teams actually make it to the Final Four this season. Let's do our final topic, Hart. I asked you to bring three wishes you have three wishes for college basketball season. The genie pops out and says, here, Cart, I'll make any three things you want this college basketball season come true. 
You could use these in a lot of ways. You're an angry, spiteful person sometimes. You're a loving, generous person sometimes. How do you want to use your three wishes for college basketball season this year? Uh, for, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to knock on the genie lamp. I'm not going to rub a lamp. That's I always thought rubbing the lamp's a little weird to get a genie out. Just knock and ask for him to come out. He's the already first out. thing I would do. <laughs> He's already out. You don't need to knock. He's out. He, he oh, appeared oh. to you. Yeah. Okay, bet. Um, I'll be simple with this. I want Xavier Booker to play 25 minutes a game. No matter what, like that's, that's a wish I want. I think that'll lead for good success for my team. I want a final four with only top 25 teams. T- top 25. No, I'm sorry. Actually take that. I want a final four with only top 10 Ken Palm teams or Evan Miyakawa teams, only top 10 teams. Don't want a situation where you get the plunky Cinderella underdog. I think after last year's Final Four, we deserve something, something special, something epic. And I don't think last year's was. And lastly, I want Purdue to make a Final Four. I'm going back to my <laughs> Purdue take. What? <laughs> what? I want him to lose. I don't want him to win it. I want him to make it and not win it all. This has swung so far for me. I never know what to expect from you. You have three wishes. You can make anything happen. You could wish for Michigan State to win a national championship. And instead, you're wishing for Purdue to make a Final Four. Make a Final Four and lose. But you didn't wish. Like they, they, don't make, they, they don't make it to the ship. You didn't wish for Michigan State to win at all. Because they will. I don't need to wish for that. <laughs> My backcourt got me. Oh my God. I can't. So you are prioritizing Purdue making a final four over Tom Izzo getting his second. That's how you're mentally approaching. No, well, Tom Tom Izzo will get his second, but I don't want to argue anymore about good coach, bad coach, Matt Painter and them not getting to a final four. And if they get to one, I can literally wipe that slate clean and I can move on to something else productive in my life. Okay. I like that stance, but I just, I can't believe you when given the chance to make anything happen in college basketball, you picked Michigan state's rival in the big 10 to make a final four. I also said, I did not want to speak about Purdue in this. And I somehow moved to my third wish being for them to make a final four. I mean, this is just stuff you can only get from me folks. Entertainment peak, honestly, like you're just one of one after, after saying you wouldn't go to Purdue to end with that for your final moment on the show today is just incredible stuff. Um, all right. I, I think you already know my three, not to spoil it, but I said this in a group chat, so I'm I'm just going to go with the same three. And yes, these are spiteful, petty things. Sorry. Someone's going to be in the comments like, Greg sounds like a bitter ex. No shit. I am a bitter ex. Okay. Here's what's <laughs> going on. Uh, my first wish is that with two weeks left in the season, like March 7th or so, like a week before conference tournament play starts, uh, Hunter Dickinson leaves the Kansas basketball team. There's front page rumors. Where's Hunter? What's he doing? Bill Self has to release a statement that Hunter is no longer with the team. Two days later, Hunter Dickinson joins TNT's postseason coverage of college basketball. Meanwhile, by the way, mind you, haven't said this, Kansas is 17 and 14 at this point. It is clear that Kansas is going to miss the NCAA tournament, which is why Hunter has shut it down. Hunter is now in studio. He shows up his first day of work for the NCAA tournament, like hits in studio for the whole day marathon stream, whatever. He shows up in handcuffs. Everyone's like, Hunter, why are you in handcuffs? He says, he looks like deadpan Jim Halpert style, looks at the camera and says, well, because Bill Self had me in handcuffs all year long. And scene. That's my dream. If I could have one thing happen, it would be that. It would be so gratifying. Uh, my second wish is that I want to be generous. I want to be generous to you. I think you've waited long enough. You know, three consecutive years of 13 lost basketball is tough on anyone. I mean, it's, that's some Rucker shit. So for you to have made it through that uh, is incredible. You've been patient, and uh, I want to reward that. So my, my second wish is that Michigan State finishes the regular season and conference tournament undefeated. Two banners, regular season champs, Big Ten tournament champs, you're sitting there at 30 and 0 heading into the NCAA tournament, the number one overall seed. That is my second wish. I hope it happens for you. I'll be rooting so hard that that happens for you and Tom Izzo. My third wish is that you get upset by a 16 seed in the first round. Okay. I, I was waiting for that. I knew that was okay. All right. 
wow that i mean that was that was petty and spiteful greg to a t that i mean you were in your vintage bag there i miss that guy Actually, I, I don't miss him i see him every day i want it to happen so bad i want all of those things to happen so bad uh all right let's end the show with one big thing presented by big b what do you got today cart uh my one big thing is uh just a shout out to you and it's gonna be simple because i feel like you are uh being very supportive of my my journey and my trip right now and the fact that i look like i'm recording every episode from a different cell in guantanamo bay so i appreciate you being flexible with me and helping me with clips and things like that as i'm being my true white self and also second ad- addition to my one big thing uh can someone let me know if zach bryan has or has done anything racist because his album slaps um, and I don't want to enjoy it if he is is somewhat racist. So someone let me know, please. I'll get the team on that. The research and development. Thank uh, you. Whatever it's called, the department. Okay. I my one big thing is that I miss you and Meg. I miss you guys. I love you guys. You were texting uh our group chat with my wife last night and sending some pics. I had to ask for the pics. That's not a diss, just like send more pics. I need all the pics. The canyon content's incredible. <laughs> Uh, but y'all, y'all are the most uh, versatile friend duo that I have in my life. Any given day, you could be anywhere on the map. You make it work. You make everybody in your life feel loved while also pursuing your individual pursuits. I appreciate you still being here in the middle of a vacation. I appreciate how hard Meg's been working marathon, Meg. I can't wait for that race. So uh, enjoy your day. I hope you have a fantastic day. I miss you guys. You did offer that we could catch a flight and meet you guys out there. That's not the easiest thing to do with a with a five month old, but we're gonna see you in December. I can't wait for that. So have a great day, Cart. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back on Thursday. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.